And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you've got all that I need. Dimpsey hits Davin Fay. Anthony Finnerty comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colm Kyle hitting Finnerty. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Geraghty and meet of the football champions. Hello listeners and welcome to another Builder We Are Me podcast. As usual, it's Mickey Brown here, joined by the one and only Davey Rispin. And Davey, um, it's getting to the business end of the season for hurlers and footballers and uh, we'll be getting ready for the inter-county season then, hopefully. Um, a lot of counties going into lockdown, a lot of restrictions around the, the country as well. And we're just hoping and praying that uh, we, can, we can have uh, an inter-county season this year. Yeah, well, of course, during the week, Mickey, you know, they came out with the with the plan and the, and the, I suppose the fixture list and and the master planner for it. So you know, it seems that they're confident and they're all systems go. But I suppose it's never changing, um, you know, environment at the moment. Um, but I suppose the priority for the minute for for county boards and and for clubs alike will be to get finals played in the next couple of weeks, as we've seen. Um, you know, the quality of football in our club championship this year. Uh, probably not just in Mead, but really all over has been has been to a very high standard, as you've probably seen yourself in Cavan over the weekend. There was a lot of talk about the Cavan final, Mick. Yeah, the Cavan senior final was played last night uh, in Kingsman Breffney and it was showcased on RTE and uh, a lot of talk about it. It was just looking through Twitter today. Obviously, we would have been commentating on that for the local radio station down there in Northern Sound. And... Uh, you know, a lot of comments on, on social media today about uh, how good of a game of football it was last night in Kingsman Breffin. We'll be hoping for the same here in Mead next Sunday when uh, Gail Cullen kill Kells and take on a coat uh, in the senior championship final here in Mead. And uh, we do have the intermediate final and the junior final on next weekend. And look out for our previews of the Chocolaterra junior final, the Mead Potato Company intermediate final, and of course the Perio Steel senior uh, championship final. We'll be doing those previews on our Loyal Royals podcast this week and we do have some reaction from some of the camps. Um, Davey, on this show though, the Builder We Are Me podcast for this week, we will be looking at results from the weekend. We've got a lot of results to go through. There was football results, there was Camogie results, there was hurling results, there was minor results and uh, there was uh, a lot of Instagram interaction as well. So we've been seeing a podcast, podcast to get through. Yeah, we absolutely do. So we, we probably better crack on. I think we're starting with the hurling, Mickey, and I suppose the results from yesterday, Saturday 26th in the senior. The first semi-final that took place over the weekend was between Trim and Kildalki, and it was um, an incredible finish to that game with Trim stealing it at, at the death on a scoreline of 3-9 to Kildalki, 17 points. So a massive, massive win for a Trim side who were under the cosh for large parts of that game and, and managed to steal it right at the death with two late goals. Um, we'll come back to the other semi-final in a minute, but on Saturday, there was also a game in the intermediate semi-final between Wolf Tones and Trim, that obviously been Trim's second team, and Wolf Tones, comprehensive winners here, 21 points to eight, 
and um, booking their place in the final. That strong, it's nearly like an amalgamation, even though they wear the Wolf Tones jersey and play under the Wolf Tones name. It's nearly like a pick of North Mead players and clubs all together, but they're going ever so well. There was also a game in the junior two hurling as well, and that was uh, between St. Pat's and Dundry, and it was really high scoring and entertaining game with Dundry winning out by four points, 5-10 to 4-9 against St. Pat's in that one. Um, and then moving on to today, the other semi-final in the senior championship was a lot one-sided, a lot more one-sided than the one on Saturday with Retolt. Resounding winners, uh, 224 to is eight points. Then in the intermediate, for the right to play, Wolf Tones in the final, Boards Mill got the better of Kilskier Moila on a scoreline of 216 to 11 points. Uh, another game in the Junior Hurling Championship, this was between Kilmesson and St. Peter's Dunboyne and Kilmesson Won out by three points, two, ten to thirteen points in that one. It, there was another game in the junior two hurling championship with Boards Mill beating Trim one sixteen to two seven. And there was also one game in the division one of the minor hurling shield, uh, where St. Peter's Dunboyne uh, hammered Ratmaline three twenty to two five. So they were all the hurling results from the weekend, Mick. Yeah, and uh, the hurling finals will take place on the weekend of the tenth and the eleventh of October. And interestingly, the senior final will be contested by Trim and Rathout. And I'm sure that the uh, precursor to that game will be the minor final. And uh, guess who's in that one as well, Davy? It's only Trim and Rathout, would you believe? So wonderful double header, I'd say, will be had in, in uh, Park College on that day. And hopefully they can allow a good enough crowd in to see that because uh, what, a, what a day that will be with Trim and Rathout contesting the minor final and then Trimming Rathold contesting the senior final. Of course, you were saying that the um, the semi final uh, Rathold being a, uh, huge winners there over Nafina in their semi final. But you know, Trim having to come back the way they did uh, in, in in injury time. They were what they were five points down, was it, and scored two goals in, in injury time to win that game by a solitary point against Kildaki. Yeah, five points down, three minutes into injury time, and and Kildaki playing all the hurling. I believe they were outstanding. You know, absolutely brilliant. And I suppose one. I think the long ball went in from Dylan Farrell, and it ended up somehow finding the way into the back of the net to reduce the gap to two. But at that stage, you probably thought it was just only a consolation, really. But from the very next attack, they won another free, lofted it into the square, and there was a mad muzzle in, in the in and around the small. Uh, rectangle and it was pulled on by I believe Neely Heffernan who uh, got two goals on the day he might try and claim the other one which doesn't, nobody seems to know who did it but who cares really from a train perspective I think they admitted themselves that they were comprehensively outplayed for the game but they managed to stay in it they rode their luck and they took their chances later on when they presented themselves look at Kildaki will be sick you know by the sounds of it they, they were by far and away the better side but you know they didn't see out the job and, and Trim suppose just the way the club have been going this year, both in hurling and football, you know, they've an intermediate final to come next weekend. Similar to that, I retort, you know, that sort of when a club is going well on both fronts and that, you, you'd start getting, I won't say you start getting decisions, but you have to get the rub of the green, which probably wouldn't go your way. Now, you could say on the same account that Kildaki have a junior football final with Beliver next weekend too. So it'll be interesting to see how that um, affects them because I'm sure that was a real sickener and a, and a tough one to take. And they'll try, they'll have to try and wipe that slay clean and, and try and just focus on, on, I suppose, the football from Monday or Tuesday night and get themselves ready for that because it's a big week for the club there too. Yeah, it's going to be a huge weekend. And of course, as you said, 
a lot of teams in the hunt for doubles this year. Trim could do a double. They could win an intermediate uh, football championship and a senior uh, hurling championship. Rathod could do a double and senior, winning the senior hurling and senior football. And of course, uh, you know, there's uh, Beliver, their chance of doing a double is gone now, but uh, still loads to be played for, for a lot of these lads. Um, moving on to some camogie results now, Davey. Um, in the junior uh, her, uh, junior camogie, there was one result that we could find, and it was a semi-final, and it was Kildale beat Kilmessen. No score given for that one, but Kildale uh, booking their place in the junior final. In the intermediate on Saturday, Kalyan got the better of Clonnagale, 116 to Clonnagale's one goal and four. I think that was in trim. And then on Saturday, obviously, as well, the uh, senior camogie final was on, and Kilmessen back at the top table and back on top of the top table uh, with their victory over Nafina. Four goals and seven to Nafina's eight points. And, uh, you know, Kilmessen weren't away from uh, holding that trophy for, for, for too long, let's just say. No, and again, probably similar to what we said in recent weeks, the scoreline maybe flatters them ever so slightly um, because they think it was a tight and, and intense game for the vast majority of it. But again, the benefit of goals and Kelly Gorman, who, who captained the side, scoring three of those. So three out of the four goals she finished off. Interestingly enough, though, she wasn't awarded the player of the match. Tracy King got that for her outstanding display too. But I think Tara Murphy between the sticks for Kilmessen made a number of great saves throughout as well to deny Nafina goals, which may have, you know, made the overline scoreline a lot closer, may have completely turned it on its head. Um, but you have to say, and we've, we've speculated in recent weeks, Mickey, you know, the hunger sometimes when, you, when you've dominated for so long and then you maybe get, you know, thrown off your perch a little bit that, it can actually force a team into life. And that's clearly what it's done. You know, they're by far and away the two best teams in Camogie in Mead. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And, uh, you know, they, they've proved that this year with the results to date. And this always had the makings of a really special final. And to be fair, you know, uh, Kilmessen doing what they had to look at. They have great players too, like Megan Tyne, um, Katie Niquillon, uh, Maeve Lally, I think, was outstanding defensively as well. So they have a number of players who are really pushing on and uh, they're, they're probably back where they feel they, they belong and that's on top of the tree in me, Kamogi. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure Nafina will have something to say that about that next year, but they will have to wait until 2021 to go again. And as you said, maybe on another day, um, Nafina might have knocked in a few goals and it could have been a completely different result for the heroics and the goals there for Kilmessen. But uh, well done to Kilmessen winning that senior Camogie final, 4-7 to Nafina's eight points. Moving on now to some football results from the weekend. And on Saturday, the Premier Division 3 final uh, took place. It was St. Column Kills 113, Waterstown 5 points. So a victory there for St. Column Kills. In the Cornabonia on Sonia, Sunday, it was a semi-final between Waterstown and St. Pat's and uh, Waterstown, or St. Michael's, sorry. Um, Waterstown came away victorious, 315 to St. Michael's, two goals and six. And then as well on Sunday, it was the Premier Division 4 final, which Karen Ross took on a scoreline of 2.13 to Central Sounds, one goal and 11. We also have some minor results, I believe, Davey. So yeah, Mickey, I suppose the first of the finals was coming on Thursday night, and that was a shield final in Division 2 between Waterstown and Sedgetown, and Waterstown won out. Uh, comfortably enough, 3-8 to 1-9 against, against Sedgetown in that one. So the subsequent cup final... Uh, the Liam Tonal Cup final was on Friday night then between Dunham Ashburn and Navin O'Mahony's and Navin O'Mahony's winning out by 17 points to 2-7 against Dunham Ashburn in a really high-class game, I believe. Shane McCarthy with nine points out of Navin O'Mahony's tally of, of 17, so really outstanding display from him. 
Um, then moving on to Saturday, the first one up was a Shield in Division 4, and that was between Retoth and Kilmain and Wood. And Kilmain and Wood, I believe, they've been doing excellent work at minor level and underage level in, in total, and it's really paying dividends when you see them recording a victory like that against uh, Toad's second team, 5-13 uh, to Retoth's 2-7. So great win there for the Wood. Then the next one up was... In Division 4, it was between Rakeni slaying that amalgamation and that game was in Dungani against Ballinlock and it was Rakeni slaying three-point victors, 113 to 110 in Division 4. So great win for that amalgamation side. I know Ballinlock had put an awful lot into that. Ronser McGuinness at the helm too, but unfortunately for, they, for them, they just couldn't see out the job. Um, the next one then was in Division 5 of the Cup and Round Towers, which would be Kilmainham and Drumbarra had a big, big win against Dundry on a scoreline of 4-11 to 3-10. Sounds like a really entertaining game in Dungani on Saturday. So congratulations to the Towers for that win. The next one then was Balnebracchi against Wolf Tones in Division 3. Um, and again, Balnebracchi, we've mentioned it. <laughs> what a year they're having, Mickey, you know, and they've just carried that on with the, with a really narrow and, and hard-fought victory against an excellent Wolf Tones side. They, they won by 2-15 to 3-9 in Dungani as well on Saturday. But, you know, incredible win. They have a Premier Championship in the bag. They have a minor Championship in the bag. and They'll be looking to cap it off with an Intermediate Championship next weekend. So what a win for them. The, the next one was in the Shield in Division 5, and that was Innie Gales, the, the amalgamation up in North Mead. 5-15 to Minolte, Karen Ross's 5-6. So loads of goals there, but by virtue of the points, Innie Gales doing the job. That game was also in Dungani. And the final one then, in Dungani on Saturday, was between Delik Bellewstown and Retolt. And this one was a very narrow victory for Retoth, 4-12 to 3-16. So 26 points to 25 in Division 1 of the Shield. So a high-class, entertaining game in Dungani there between Jalik and Retoth. Look, before we move on, Davey, the Innie Gales uh, final against Minolte, Karen Ross, it was an all-North Mead uh, uh, <laughs> uh, final when, when you consider that would have probably taken in most of the North Mead teams Minolte Karen Ross against Sydney Gales yeah and then I suppose you look at Round Towers you know in the final too and that's another two clubs with Kilmainham and Drabara joined up as well so they're making best use of these amalgamations um, unfortunately our lads couldn't do the same but uh, <laughs> yeah uh, then I suppose moving on to Sunday Mickey the, the really big one was uh, the Division 1 you know, championship final between Dunshockland and St. Colm Kills, two of the big hitters in Mead uh, underage football over the last number of years, and they're probably going to dominate in, in the coming years too. But it was Dunshockland who really swept aside St. Colm Kills, you'd have to say, 3-12 to 2-8. And you have to bear in mind that these two met just less than two months ago in the group stages of this competition where St. Colm Kills beat Dunshockland by 15 points. So what a reversal that is in the space of about seven or eight weeks. Incredible turnaround there. Um, you know, the, the young Kinsella um, and, and Gray, if you, if you go and look at Connor Gray, the size of the man, he's, he's ridiculous. Like, he's a 17-year-old, but he looks as if, he looks like the Russian from Rocky. Do you know him? So, he's, he's absolutely built. And uh, look, at the manager, I actually watched an interview afterwards, and the manager is targeting an All-Ireland Club Championship with Dun Shocklin in 2025. So, in five years' time, he records this team can not only win a championship in Mead, but can actually go on to win a club championship in, in Ireland. What, what a great achievement that would be. And I suppose Dunshockland probably haven't had the makings of this team for the last maybe 20 years since the three in a row winners in the early noughties under Eamon Barry. So 
you know, bright times ahead for the chocolate, but first things first, to be looking to maintain their status in senior football next weekend. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, wonderful, wonderful result there for them. Chocolate again, reversing that 15-point defeat only about six or seven weeks ago in the group stages over St. Colin Kills. And uh, that's, uh, that bodes well for the future for them. Chocolate. Are you ready to start a construction project? Here is five reasons why you should choose Buildor. You come first. Your goal is our goal. You will benefit from our years of experience. You will have a one-stop shop at your doorstep. Your project will be on time and on budget. Call us today on 046 or email us at info at builder.ie. Builder, your local go-to construction company. Just looking ahead now to some fixtures, Davy, uh, on the horizon. And uh, I suppose the first one that comes up here in the relegation terms is Simpats and Castleton. And then the second one, uh, that's from Intermediate, obviously. And then we have the relegation match between Nobber and Dunchotton, and that's at 2pm on Saturday in Park Tolchin next weekend. So um, huge, huge games in both Intermediate and, uh, and in the senior before we even get to the finals. Yeah, absolutely. Two really crunch games and, uh, you know, both sides have had chances already to get themselves safe. But this is the last chance loon for, for both sets of teams. Suppose Pats and Castletown, like we've spoken about that on numerous different occasions. For me, who's playing junior football, like I'm, I'm trying to envisage who would probably be the best to come down. But realistically, whoever comes down, they're going to be giants in junior football next year. And, and neither of them will want to. But, you know, realistically, Pats are facing back-to-back relegations in the face. Castletown, you know, 12 months ago, there were Division 3 champions. There were, you know, intermediate semi-finalists only beaten by Nobber after extra time. They're actually in a Cornabonia final this year as well. So they have a final to play, but I doubt there'll be too much appetite to play a final if they're relegated. In the senior, obviously, you know, Nobber and Dunshockland, the big news, I think, is that Brian Farrell is back for Nobber. Uh, sources close to me are telling me he, that he was back training this week or this weekend. So... He probably will don the boots for his, his home club on Saturday evening before maybe putting on the bib for a tote on Sunday for the senior final. So that's a massive bit of news and uh, boost for Nobber, I suppose, going into that game. But massive, massive game in the senior relegation too. Yeah, absolutely huge. And you think that uh, Brian Farrell could be back uh, playing for uh, Ratot in that relegation game. It would be absolutely massive. And Nobber. Davey, oh, sorry for Nobber. Davey, how do you... Uh, like? You know, what way do you see that, you know, working out? Uh, he's been away, he obviously, managing Ratot, who, who beat them in the earlier round mm. of the, the championship and all that. Like, is, you know, do, do the players just welcome him back with open arms? Is that what, the, what you feel will happen on the day? Yeah, I, I suppose this sums up 2020, doesn't it, really? <laughs> you know, Brian Farrell <laughs> takes over Ratot. He gets drawn against uh, his own club in Navarre in the first round of the championship. They beat them. Nobber go out to a senior final, Retote end up in, or sorry, Nobber go out to relegation, Retote go out to a senior final. And like, I, I knew, I got the feeling from the last day that he was a little bit annoyed that the game was fixed for the same time and day last week with the, the both respective semi-finals. So look, for me, I think the players will, you know, he hasn't been away that long and he's had a genuine reason, you know, he's been involved with a top senior team, so he obviously couldn't commit to it, but I'm sure the lads have probably welcomed him back with open arms. They've been probably begging him to come back for a long time now. And uh, I don't really expect him to start. I, that'd be just my own opinion. But like, 
you know, he'll be there to come on and, and he obviously keeps himself in decent nick as well. So I wouldn't say that'll be a problem. Um, so yeah, what, what a boost it is for Sean Carlin and, and, and Nobber as a whole. Absolutely. And now I'm going to have to ask you for your predictions because in our predictions since the knockout stage was started in the junior, intermediate and senior, Davey, uh, including the relegation games that have taken place, you've got eight out of 11. I've got nine out of 11. And uh, we have to make our predictions on these games. So St. Pat's and Castletown, who wins this one, Davey? I'm going to go for a Castletown win here myself. Yeah, I think I'll I think I'll agree with you. I'd like to disagree with you to try and get one back, but I do I do feel that Castletown I I don't know. I'm just gonna say Castletown and Will. I have no <laughs> real confidence behind that, but I will just stick with them uh, to, to get the better of Pats. I, 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 I just feel that St. Pats haven't been putting up huge scores at all and you know, like they could go out and shoot out the lights against Castletown, but I think they're gonna have to score maybe 15 points plus to beat Castleton, And I just don't see where them 15 points plus will come from. So that's why I have picked uh, Castleton here. And uh, I could be absolutely a mile away from it. Um, Nobber or Dunshockland? This is a tough one to call. It is. Um, I'm going to go with Nobber. Sorry, I'm going to go with Dunshockland um, on the basis of all of their they could call of all of that experience that they've had in senior football down through the years. To me, it would still be unthinkable if Dunshockland went down, but you just never know. It's a one-off game and that, but I just am going to go with a little bit of senior experience, even though Brian Farrell should be back for Nobber. So Dunshockland for me, Mickey. Yeah, I, I, I've already picked Dunshockland as well. And the, again, experience. Nobber having to call upon um, uh, Brian Farrell so late in the season. Um, is there one big hurrah him? Yeah, maybe there is. But I think whose who's need is greater here? You look at the Chocolate winning that minor Division 1. You know, do they want to be playing at intermediate level um, uh, for the next couple of years? You know, maybe not winning it straight away next year and coming back up and having to build from the from intermediate with the quality of player that they have coming through I think the Dunshockland's need is greater and that's why I feel that Dunshockland will get over Nobber in this one but again we could be completely miles miles wrong here so we could uh, Brian Farrell could probably shoot the lights out with his own and kick maybe 2-9 or something and, and, and then just beat Dunshockland by a point Davey we're going to move on now to um, the other uh, fixtures for the weekend and the Shot Materic Junior Final will take place on Sunday morning at 11.45. It sees St. Vincent's taking on Beliver. And uh, Beliver, after that uh, defeat in the Hurland semi-final, Davy, could that have an effect on them going into this game? Who are you going to pick, St. Vincent's or Beliver first? I'm, I'm going to pick Beliver, but yeah, I, I do worry a little bit for them. <laughs> Because not just the defeat, but the, I suppose the manner of it, you know, and they know they were the better side and, and just cut the see out the job. Um, but I have fancied them probably from a long way out. And, you know, we've been kind of, we haven't been writing off St. Vincent's. I don't think that's fair to say, but, you know, we fancied, we both fancied Dunsany to get better in the semi-final and to completely turn the tide there. So um, I just think that Beliver's, you know, spread of scorers, Will yeah. be too much for Vincent's. And whilst they did a good job in nullifying Pierre Fox the last day, it was only one player. They have three or four lads to worry about now. I just think Beliver have the greater spread of scores. And I think Vincent's may struggle to get, like you said about Pats, they may struggle to get to 15 points. And if they do, 
it's going to be very hard to see them winning. But uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I think maybe they, they may have rode their luck a little bit against Unsaney. You know, Pierre Fox missed some frees early on and late on in the game and whatever. And, you know, you know, testament to St. Vincent and how firm they stood against uh, Dunsany. But can they do that again for 60-plus minutes against Beliver? I don't think so. I'm going to go for a Beliver win here as well. Clearly, in the intermediate final, it's on Saturday at 5pm in Park Tauchin. Ballinabracky against Trim. And you know what? I'm just going to give you a little chance to get one back here in this game. And I'm going to go for a Ballinabracky win. Um, just because of the year they're having. They look Trevor having an amazing year as well. Um, and, you know, I've spoken as well recently about the quality in their side and whatever. It's, it's one of these ones where, similar to the semi-final, you know, Trim, and it's a hard rule in the head, basically. It was Trim against Kilmainham in the semi-final. And, you know, Trim dismantled Kilmainham and were full value for their victory. And uh, again, just with the way things are going down in Ballinabracky, I'm going to give them the nod in this one because I know that you've already uh, backed Trim to win the championship. So it gives you a chance here. Yeah, it does. <laughs> but the way the year has gone, um, <laughs> if I didn't pick Trim to win the championship, I'd be all over Ballinabracky as well. <laughs> no, I, I, I think this will be a great final. I really do. And there's not a whole pile between them at all. Um, but the loss of Jared Wan and possibly James Thor could be really detrimental to Trim, um, especially against that they're so strong Ballinabracky, you know. But look at it, you've said it, I have tripped him from Trim from the start, so I can't I can't desert them now. And you have given me a little bit of stick as well, uh, to go and to go and probably get level with you as well. So that's why I'm gonna stick with Trim. Well, you won't get level, you'll get one behind me. <laughs> you think I'm leading by two at the moment, which is all I am. But uh, actually am I? I think I am. Because I, yes. I, I had the preliminary quarter final two weeks ago, so there was one yes. in it. Yes, there was one in it, and uh, yeah, and I yes, and I got two more than you. Yeah, so there is one. It's that's a chance for you to come back level with one game to go on Sunday. It's the big one, and it is the senior championship final. It is the Ferrier Steel senior championship final between Gail Cullum, Kilkells, and Rathove. And uh, Davy, make your prediction on this one because uh, this one. Do you want me to give you my prediction? Yeah, go on. Well, I have to. Similar to you, you've been back in trim for the for the intermediate. I've been talking tells up all year and that this championship is going to suit them right through till the very end. And uh, I'm going I'm going to have to say Kells, but we did speak about this last week. You you know if if Kells don't come out of the traps early doors and let Rathout get a lead up on them, I don't see Rathout doing what we'll say uh, Nafina did letting them back into the game so easily and, and, you know, getting back on level terms. So I think Kells need to be at the races from the minute the ball is thrown in. But I'm going to go for Kells. Yeah, so am I. <laughs> oh. Because, look, there's a few things. Obviously, there, there are neighbours of that. And, you know, if I pick Retota, Kells win the game, I wouldn't be let within Narciss Roar or Kells uh, for maybe a victory drink or, or that with them. or You know, so, but no, that's not why I'm picking them. I, I do agree with what you're saying because... I suppose when you look at them all year, they've been the most impressive side in senior football, you know, from start to finish. Retote, whilst they've been good in parts, they probably haven't been at their free flow and brilliant best, you know, from start to finish. Kells have been much more consistent, but I do, I do see what you're saying. If Kells come out and play like they did, like they did against Nafina for the first half of the game, they'll be swept. 
off the off the park here, you know. But if they come with a fast start, like maybe Simonstown did and, and like Summerhill did for parts in that semi-final as well, there's absolutely no reason why they can't get stuck in and build up a lead and, you know, put themselves in a winning position. So, you know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for Kells as well to to beat Rato. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, what a story it would be if they could get that victory over a thought in the senior championship final. Look, it's a it's a toss of a coin, really. But we had to pick somebody, and uh, because I've been picking Kells up all year, I'm going to go for Kells in that one. Maybe before we move on to Instagram Interactive, just something I wanted to mention um, that's happening down in Old Castle. It's uh, a fundraiser. It's called A Day for Darren uh, uh, that Old Castle is organising, uh, and Old Castle is organising this fundraiser. Um, it's a group of Darren's close friends have come together to remember him and promote positive mental health by following in Darren's footballing footsteps, Harry Ryan, Craig Mullen, James McCluskey, Pierce Sheridan, Ned Brunton, Ronan Payton and Sean Burke uh, aim to kick points in Gilson Park, then cycle out to Millbrook to take more points. They will then cycle to Dungani uh, and on to Park Tolton for their next points. This is a wonderful, wonderful uh, initiative that they're doing. Before cycling back home to Millbrook, Darren's spiritual uh, home and where he was happiest. They hope to cover this distance of 111 kilometres in seven hours on Saturday the 3rd of October. An epic journey. The lads will bring seven footballs, an old Castle GFC ball, and shows his progress up to the senior age group. Gilton uh, National School and St. Oliver's Post-Primary School uh, football symbolise his football skills on his school teams, while a Mead minor football represents his love of his county and the brilliant footballing skills he showed playing on the Mead minor team. Ballock, Myla and Mugent Balls represent his friendships with the lads from these clubs. And of course, Darren was also friends with so many other people. uh, And in a normal year, we would encourage his large cycle of friends to join in. But obviously, with the coronavirus this year, it won't be possible to open this event up to everyone who would have taken part. Uh, but they do hope that everyone will get involved by focusing on their own mental health and aiming to thrive and not just survive. The lads are also running this GoFundMe page with all proceeds going to Jigsaw. All donations are much appreciated and will hopefully make a difference in promoting positive mental health for all. Um, a wonderful initiative there by a group of lads in Old Castle that are friends with Darren Connell. And um, if you want to go and find their GoFundMe page, um, it is a day for Darren. That's what it's called. Um, and it's an aid of Jigsaw and uh, absolutely brilliant uh, way of uh, remembering their young friend and fabulous footballer down there in Old Castle, Davy. Yeah, and they've done a couple of things already, Mickey. You know, and they really are a smashing group of players um, and, and I suppose young lads down there in Oldcastle. And, and, you know, they've really looked to remember them on a number of occasions now. And this will be probably probably a huge occasion as well for that. So we wish them well and uh, and hope there is plenty of money for, for a super, super cause. And they already, I believe, have, have kind of smashed their target. So, you know, brilliant stuff. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. And anybody out there, uh, if you can at all, uh, throw anything to it. Throw a five or throw a ten or throw fifty, throw a hundred, whatever you can, and get on there uh, to GoFundMe and look up a day for Darren in aid of Jigsaw and uh, support these young lads who are doing Trojan work down there to remember their friend, but also to promote mental health. Absolutely brilliant by those young lads. Are you ready to start a construction project? Here is five reasons why you should choose Buildor. You come first. Your goal is our goal. You'll benefit from our years of experience 
you will have a one-stop shop at your doorstep. Your project will be on time and on budget. Call us today on 046 90 or email us at info at builder.ie. Builder, your local go-to construction company. Davey, we'll move on now to Instagram and uh, you've had a bit of interaction, I take it, over the last few days on Instagram. Yeah, very busy, Mickey. We could be here till, uh, till midnight, maybe, on this one. But I suppose uh, there's a lot about the minor, obviously, as you can imagine, there often is. So that's taken up the bulk of it. Shane Crosby's the first one. And he said, Delique Bellews Town's minors, they had the brilliant win in the minor as well. So congratulations to them. Shane's an adult player with them. And he's recognising, I suppose, the talent that's coming through in the club. Probably looking yeah, forward to, to playing with them. Absolutely, there's great work being uh, done down there in the league, and of course they've got their new uh, uh, set up down there, and they're, they're after expanding. There's great work going on there, and it's 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 brilliant to see um, the club coming together in in the league and, and, and winning that uh, minor title as well. Well done, Reese McGuire says Patrick Obazi making a surprise return for Kells, so we're not really sure what that. Uh, possibly entails, but I know they're gone from the minor, so I can only assume maybe he's uh, he's looking to jump on the bandwagon for next weekend. Yeah, maybe he's been brought into the, the extended panel and uh, will be sitting on the bench there in Park Tolchin, watching Kells maybe lifting uh, the Keegan Cup. Who knows? And uh, he get a medal out of it if he does get there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this is a prediction from earlier, actually, from Gav Daly. He says, Retote 312, Nafina 214. And he's a Retote man. Even he, by the sounds of it, couldn't have expected how easy it would be for a Retote in that semi-final of the Hurling. But uh, very comprehensive in the end, Mick. Yeah, we, we looked at that earlier on. We were doing the Hurling results and a huge victory for Retote. And it just showed you um, that, as you said, Retote weren't taking uh, Nafina for granted. And and put them to the sword on the day. Maybe Nafina just had an off day, but we're both quality side, as we know. Yeah, absolutely. The next one is from our good friend, Leo Weldon. Uh, and Leo said, Rato Tink and Delik have merged with Betty's Town and Dump Bellew's Town. <laughs> so I think that's probably... <laughs> I'm not sure what... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the Colin Kills might have something to say about that, so they might. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, because Betty said must have gone away from Sir Colum Kills then as well. So uh, that must have been a slip of the thumb or, or finger from Retoth. But uh, there's no no slipping past Leo. He was onto them. <laughs> Simon Finn from Ballinabracky says Barry Thompson's new car. And I got back and I said, this must be a sponsorship deal for Barry Thompson, the football he's been playing for Ballinabracky this year at corner forward. So I can only assume he's got that as, as part of a deal, possibly. Yeah, local dealership down there, maybe, you know, uh, in Ballinabracky. Paddy Floods Cars, now sponsoring Ballinabracky footballers. Uh, Emer Nick says, Davy and his daiquiris with a picture of a strawberry. And uh, I had to set her on the straight and narrow here that they're not actually daiquiris, they're porn star martinis. Uh, unbelievable <laughs> drink. Yeah, so fantastic. I'm, I'm glued to them at the minute. I still have plenty of time for Malibu and milk, but uh, the martinis, you know, at the moment. Yeah, you, I lost you there for a minute. Your Wi-Fi must have went down, but all I heard you saying was that you're glued to porn at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> porn star martinis, Mickey. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, unopportunist time for the Wi-Fi to go down. <laughs> uh, Anna Reedy is next up, and uh, she says, everyone preparing for Kel's big win next weekend. So that's serious confidence coming yeah. from the Kel's camp there. 
Yeah, they're sending out the messages through our thoughts of the hour already and they're using the social media to do it, but uh, mm. it's, all, it's all going to be on the day and they're going to have to, their players are going to have to put it in. It's, it's, it's making for an absolute top, top quality final and, and hopefully it lives up to the billing. Yeah, Ellis McGuire has actually followed that up by saying all the flags out in Kells. And I've, I've even noticed a few of them going through Navin as well. So they've uh, made their mark very early on and, and the flags are going around everywhere. So. No, Navin is full of Mexicans. And they've got, the, <laughs> they've got their Mexican flags out for the Nations Cup or something, I think it is. <laughs> I don't think Mexico's on the green list, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the next one is from Ellis McGuire as well and she says Zach Ziggy Griffin tried to get a Malibu and milk in Minaldi but they had no Malibu that's disgraceful in Minaldi no I'd yeah. say what happened was this is not in your life not in your life you're not you're not you're not out in court town now you won't be having a Malibu and milk son and they probably barred him from the pub rightly so too Probably because he was underage, I'd say, but yeah, <laughs> whatever. Uh, Owen Megan says, Towers with a serious comeback uh, win. And that was obviously the Red Towers, Kilmainham, Drabara, which we talked about earlier, that high score and entertaining game against Dundry. So brilliant comeback for them in that. Yeah. Uh, Evan Corrigan says, Oshin Martin getting his first point in a pub in seven months. So congratulations to, to Oshin there. Did he kick the point from the pub? Is that what it is? That what it means, or uh, you know, or have they got a goal a goalpost set up in the pub? Is that what it was? Actually, didn't stipulate. To be fair, yeah. Mm. So possibly that, yeah. Um, Owen Muldoon says Ballon Lock bottling a minor final. Very oh, harsh. No, that's that's very harsh. Look, it was great to see them in their second minor final in a row, first time in the club's history, and uh, just came up against a stronger team on the day. Yeah. Uh, John Brady says, how many stomachs will have to be pumped if Kells win on Sunday? <laughs> um, you know, I was talking to a couple of the lads down in Kells and, and, and you, like, they, they love a good party. Um, oh, at do, the end yeah. of the, you know, and, and they're good lads and they're great crack and the whole lot. But they're, they're, they're not even thinking about that because they're, all they're able to do is go for dinner after the game. Um, because uh, because of the restrictions and because you know the way things are, and they're they're not even thinking about drinking. Um, from what I've been uh, told, yeah. Um, Balnebracky, obviously, you know, in in focus again. Leo Cullen and Deck Duns in Balnebracky win a minor, Brax win a minor championship. So two in there for that. Um, Joe McQueenie says, Connor Gray, the biggest under 17 I've ever seen. Check his birth cert. And this is what I was talking to you about earlier, Mickey Brennan. Have a look at this fella, the Russian from Rocky, <laughs> reincarnated. <laughs> he's, he's an absolute animal. Uh, massive, massive man. And obviously, he's a big future ahead of him. I think he was man of match, possibly in that minor final. So, uh, yeah, really good prospect. What's his name again? Chocolate. Connor Gray. Connor, Connor Graychick. <laughs> yeah. uh, the old castle lads are in touch as always good crack out them Oren Mulvaney says Jack Blake WAP dance have you seen WAP Mickey Brennan or heard the song uh, I think I have and I turned it yes I did somebody said to me oh my god this is the most horrendous thing you've ever seen and heard in your life I put it on for 15 seconds and I just was, I was disturbed because I've got young kids and if that's the shit people are listening to these days, I just worry. Yeah, see, see, this is, this is the problem I have with it as well is that like, 
you're going to have young kids, the likes of your kids, you know, they're, they're listening to music and they're starting to regurgitate and they probably don't understand what everything means. And they start singing that. And I'm sure there is kids doing that. Like, what the hell? Like, it's just crazy stuff, but I, I'm not going to entertain it anymore. It's scraping the bottom of the barrel stuff. It really is. Like, and it's just, uh, you wouldn't, uh, if a comedian started making jokes about some of the stuff that's said in that, you wouldn't listen to him. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 not even funny. It shouldn't be in songs. And I'm sorry, but uh, no. Uh, I, so I won't be watching the WAP dance either. <laughs> Will you be doing it? <laughs> I invented it. I invented it. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Peter Brennan says trim stealing in, in in extra time, and that's obviously in reference to the hurling semi final too. Yeah. And then the next one was from Barney Doyle, and he says Neely Heffernan is on fire. Yeah, those two goals in, in uh, at a time um, sealing the deal for Trim and, you know, while he's on fire, Trim is on fire and Trim is in second heaven at the moment, you know, with the intermediate final to come up and obviously uh, the senior hurling final and magic stuff and the minor hurling final as well. Yeah, Dave Murtha followed that up by saying, is Neely Heffernan claiming the hat-trick? I don't think so. I think he got two. I don't think he can probably stake a claim for the third one, but who knows? And and to be honest with you, you know, you mentioned Trim flying. He's flying, and he's an option off the bench for Brendan Murphy next week for the footballers as well. He's a very accomplished footballer too. So what, what an option he is to have in reserve for Brendan too. Um, James Trainer says, done chocolate miners destroyed kills. Yeah, we were talking about that and overturning the, the result from earlier in the championship and a 15-point loss that day and to win it by seven. I just think, you know, again, super work by the by the coaches and uh, uh, underage setup down there and Dunshockland. And again, you know, we saw Dunshockland dominating around the late 1990s and early 2000s um, in mead football. And, you know, there's no reason why... We won't see it happening again in the not-too-distant future. Yeah, absolutely. Um, next one's from Simon Finn, and he says, any under-21 this year? And I think I can categorically say there's not going to be any under-21 club football this year. Um, just the year that's in it, I think it's just been scrapped. So, um, unfortunately, for the likes of Simon and others, they'll be missing out on a year. Uh, Peter Duffy, Mickey's thoughts on the Cavan final? <laughs> Oh man, uh, 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 Mr. Duffy. Uh, look, it was a, it was a, it was a great game of football. So it was um, crushing all the young guns coming into that final and uh, going six or seven points up after only fifteen minutes. But then Kings Court showing all their experience and uh, know-how got themselves back into the game and they had a chance to win it with Ian Shackleton with a free with uh, a deep into injury time and uh, he misses that free. The referee gives them the extra thirty or forty seconds. They worked the ball up the field. James Smith, only 19 or 20 years of age, in the middle of the field, an absolute colossus, uh, drove at the heart of the defence and then laid the ball off to Stewart to put it over the bar. And I, I think it's only fair that these teams get to go at it again and uh, and give us another day out. But uh, yeah, cracking final, and you've seen it on social media, um, the talk about that final, um, everybody bigging it up. Really was a good senior championship final at the end of the day. You reckon Peter's angling at a move to Cavan to maybe follow in your footsteps? Uh, I wouldn't if I was him. No, definitely not. Um, standard of football for for him. Uh, he needs to he needs to get onto the Simonstown senior team before he can think about um, making uh, a burst for somewhere else. Same same way as I didn't do it. 
I was a junior C footballer when I moved to Cavan. <laughs> that's so what he's thinking. That's what I'm saying. That's what he's thinking. Yeah, maybe that's yeah. Could be a good idea. Could be the best movie ever made. Uh, Hazel Kennedy says Brax for Champo and Connor Bannon says Brax for Champo Village after the skull points and obviously maybe some food. Um, no, you don't need to anymore. You get the hour of 45 minutes there in the pub, so you do. Yeah, but I'd still advise having a good meal. <laughs> I know, yeah. Just a, just That's just general a... advice, so it is, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, James Trainer says, Colm Keane kicking a ball so wide that it nearly hit the corner flag. Yeah, look, I wouldn't. I, 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 I can't say anything about that because I've kicked uh, shots that have been so wide they've gone out for a sideline. Um, so and then you kick the sideline. And then, yeah, well, yeah, that's, <laughs> but like, I, like, yeah, I, look, I, I remember one day in screen, uh, the most horrendous thing happened and uh, I was going for a shot. I was running at full pelt down the right wing and tried to hit the ball, hitting down towards the, the gate end of the screen. And I sliced it that bad, it went out over the sideline and over the wall and or over the ditch and into the field on the right hand side um, and that was a shot so look that fella if he, if he nearly hit the, the, the corner flag he's doing well yeah yeah Shane McNiff says Karen Ross winning the Premier Division 4 Championship and obviously congratulations to them like because it's it's probably been a little bit of a disappointing year, but once again, their second team have probably saved the day in, in terms of maybe, you know, coming out of the year with some honours. But, you know, some very strong players involved there, Sam Reynolds, Killian Porter, um, John L. McGee, like they had an excellent squad of players there. And, uh, you know, good to see them winning because I know it can be difficult when your first team's knocked out to try and keep things going, but Carneros have done a good job at it. Yeah, five-point victory over Centralstown in that one as well. And, and you know, Centralstown have been moving well. A lot of young players coming through from minor level and whatever. So that is a really good win for Karen Ross. Colin McAreevy says, open the terrace next weekend. Uh, I will. Um, no problem. Um, I go up and I'll cut the, the locks off the gates and I'll do that for you, Colin. No problem. Look, again, it's... Uh, I... I'm sorry, but the way that the, the like the, the, that's that'd be absolutely silly to do. You know, we, we Mead had a, another nine cases of COVID today, and COVID is spreading like wildfire across the country at the moment. And you know, we have to have personal responsibility about these things. And while I'd love to see a big crowd in the at the game and, and on the terrace next weekend, I just think it'd be. It'd be very irresponsible of, of anybody to do that. There will be a, a certain amount of a crowd in, but like Conor McReevy is from Monaghan. He's living in Navan and he's not from Rathoth or Kells. So, you know, listen to it on the radio. I'll be doing the exact same. I'm not from Rathoth or Kells um, and I won't be there. You know, we just, again, I, I'm probably, I don't want to harp on about it. I don't want to get all, uh, you know, I don't want to get annoyed about it, but like we, you know, the, the cases all over the country are, are, are just starting to skyrocket. We actually today as well had the highest number that we've had since uh, well before uh, uh, the lockdown. Um, there was one day in April that was bigger than today, but that was due to a backlog of results that came out on the one day. So we've actually had our highest figures uh, for the whole year in COVID today, well over 400. So. I don't know. Um, that's my thought. <laughs> uh, thanks, Mick. Uh, Porrick McKeever's next. I don't think it's your Porrick McKeever. It's a different one. And he says, Kenny Slane Miners are the future of Mead football. Kenny Slane Miners, uh, unless, you know, that'd be great for Kenny and Slane if they were to amalgamate. 
And yeah. I was just one. thinking, like, now they're going to split up and <laughs> yeah. I don't know how they could be the future if they're going to go and play with their respective clubs. But Maybe there's a hidden message there. Maybe they're, they're trying to tell us something. Maybe they are going to amalgamate. But, uh, yeah, some quality footballers there at the moment uh, between the two teams. Clubs. Nevin Power says the Twin Towers in midfield for Dunshockland. <laughs> That must be the minor team that bets in Colin Kill, yeah. you take it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Owen Griffin, Paul Shoot is addiction to silk cut fags. Oh dear. Oh, um, can I just tell you it's a bad idea? Don't do drugs, don't smoke cigarettes. Um, I'll be stand here and tell you that it's not a good idea because uh, silk cut and, and as well, why silk cut? Jesus, because you're not picked up nice one either. <laughs> Jared Dillon uh, says powerful display from Navin O'Mahony's minors in the Division 2 final Shane McCarthy in particular superb yeah that's great Navin O'Mahony's have had a rough few years they've been on the demise they were working off uh, their senior team was working off lads who had been playing for the last maybe senior championship for the last 10 or 15 years and they were the backbone of it so it's great that Navin O'Mahony's have uh, uh, some young fellas to blood in over the next couple of years Kevin Sword says Simon Tan, sorry, Simon Finn using fake tan. <laughs> well, maybe you can, you, you, you'll have to have a look at the picture. You, you are the expert on fake tan, so you could let no, us know. No, I, I'm is. the expert on real tans, Mickey. I'll, I'll, I'll happily have a look and I'll bail him out if he needs to. Um, Come here, can I just tell you, a sunbed is not a real tan. <laughs> no, I don't. I've never endorsed in the sunbed because they're not particularly good for you, Mickey. So, uh, no, I, I wouldn't touch one. Um, <laughs> Or fake tan, for that matter. Uh, <laughs> Kieran McDonald says, Molly Fitzgerald's big shout-out at the Kells game. And I, I did give Molly a shout-out. She's uh, from out in Drumpara, but I know she's a big Kells fan, a big Gail Column Kill fan. And uh, just not sure, is she more Drumpara or is she more Gail Column Kill? But just trying to work that out. But uh, that, was, that was what the shout-out was about, just to go back to it. Um, are, you saying, are you saying they're all the one out there, are you? <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. <laughs> you're you're trying to get me murdered. <laughs> um, Daniel Coyle says Leo Cullen's last minute winner for the Brax in the minor. So that's obviously that game against uh, Wolf Tones in the Division Three final. As you can see, yeah. the Balnebracky lads are just full of this. Um, they're loving it at the minute. So yeah, why wouldn't they? We're still, involved in, we're still involved in absolutely everything. So they're probably yeah. the ones. Of the most interest in the podcast at the moment. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Robert Perfield with a typical witty one here. He says, Will Ashburn Credit Union be congratulating Ballymun Kickhams, who obviously <laughs> won the Dublin Senior Championship with, uh, with Dean Rock involved uh, today? <laughs> yeah, um, uh, no comment on that one. While, uh, while I, I, I could make many comments, but I won't. <laughs> Uh, Kieran Cummins says if Danny Quinn believed in himself as much as he does with Arsenal he wouldn't be stopped do you know what I, I, I can relate to that yeah you, you have this unfloundering uh, uh, belief in, in Arsenal and even when even when they're 30 points behind and there's only 5 games left you still have this unerring belief that they're going to win the, the, the league and stuff so it is yeah I can see I can see where this is coming from it's the hope that kills you, but we're looking forward to the game against Liverpool tomorrow night for, I suppose, all that it's worth for the first five minutes of it, probably, um, <laughs> if we do. Uh, Flash Gordon says, Nile Lines out with the boys for the first time since Christmas. Great to see that as well, uh, Flash. <laughs> yeah, Nile Lines um, out with the lads. That's good. That's good to see. Yeah. Mm. Um, and since Christmas, 
Um, I don't think many of the lads have been out from Spurs with foot. Virtus uh, uh, the no lines getting out. Yeah, Boards Mill have got in touch, and this is Boards Mill two finals. Enough said, and of course a junior and intermediate hurling final to come. Um, superb from the club. Yeah, absolutely, and enough said, as they say. Um, the one about Drumbarra being uh, the where is it? Did I actually did I actually scan over it? I think I might have. There was a comment in about Drumbarra being like, "What's the point in Drumbarra being a club?" And Molly oh. Farley's got back in touch, and she's just said, "These are just jealous of Drumbarra." I'm actually not really sure why the why the comment was made because I mean, like. To, to call out the question of a club, you know, to, to provide such an excellent service in the community and, ex, you know, for, for young players coming through and everything like that, don't really get it. But Molly's not having it um, and, and she's dead right. Fair play to Molly. Yeah, stand up for your club, stand up for your community. Um, obviously, just trying to, somebody trying to get on somebody else's work there. Uh, Darren Hawthorne, just in the nick of time with his usual, he says, Danny Quinn multiplied by pubs opened. Brackets, county final next weekend, close bracket equals you do the maths, question mark. <laughs> I like that one, Mickey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very well done. Very well done. Yeah, you do the maths. And uh, I'm sure we'll be doing the maths next weekend as the games are uh, kicking off, Davy. Yeah, absolutely. And do you know what? Um, Paddy Stapleton has got in touch but he actually hasn't got in touch with a question he's just sent us a laughing emoji at the Ashburn Credit Union question <laughs> so uh, that's that's his contribution to the podcast this week I think Mickey um, and uh, Liam Byrne has got in touch about Connor Gray uh, you know about the biggest under 17 he's ever seen and he says tell him he's in sixth year, he's in sixth year class player don't get much better than that so very high praise from Liam Byrne as well about him so I think that's all of our Instagram for this week Mick very good, very good, Davy, and uh, thanks everybody for getting in contact with us. Are you ready to start a construction project? Here is five reasons why you should choose Buildor. You come first. Your goal is our goal. You will benefit from our years of experience. You will have a one-stop shop at your doorstep. Your project will be on time and on budget. Call us today on 046 90 or email us at info at builder.com. Builder, your local go-to construction company. Thanks everybody who got in contact with us for our proactive risk control team of the week for the semi-final weekend. Um, we uh, call we, we, we caught up with a couple of the players, but we run through the the team of the week for the semi-finals, and it was sorry Evan Connor and goals full back line of Kieran Brannigan, Paul Tor- Paul Tommy from Gale Column Hill and Michael Carney from Ballinabracky, Connor Harford from St. Vincent's, Gavin McGowan from Rathout, and Kieran Burke from Trim made up the half-back line. Paul Murray from St. Dalton's was in midfield uh, after scoring eight points against, or four points against Beliver. Chris O'Connor from Ballinabracky was in the midfield um, with him, kicking two points against St. Michael's. The half-forward line for our proactive risk control team of the week was Adam Gannon from Beliver, Shane Walsh from Nafina, and Jack Flynn from Rathout. And the full forward line was Seamus Matamo from Gail Columkill, Aaron Lynch from uh, Trim, and Brendan McKeown from Beliver. The player of the week was Jack Lynn for, uh, from uh, for his performance against Summerhill. He was just everywhere on the day, three points as well. 
and uh, uh, just was pawning the side of Summerhill from start to finish. And the top scorer of the week was Brendan McKeown. And there's a little asterisk beside that just to explain it. Um, Brendan McKeown kicked 1-6. Aaron Lynch kicked 9 points. And Seamus Manimo kicked 9 points. Obviously, they all tied on 9 points. But Brendan McKeown, six of his, the 6 of his points were from play. And the goal was a penalty. So he ended up scoring the most from play out of those three players. Davey Wispin caught up with our Player of the Week, Jack Flynn and Brendan McKeown, uh, after the presentation was made to them by Stephen Baxter. And we'll go to that interview just now. So we're thrilled to be joined by the proactive top scorer of the week, Brendan McKeown, proactive Player of the Week, Jack Flynn, and the sponsor from PRC, Stephen Baxter. Stephen, we'll come to you first, I suppose. Two, two very high-quality performances from these two lads over the weekend in, with their respective clubs, and they're looking forward to finals now. We're both obviously back in the, the senior showpiece, and... Believer returning as well for a crack at the junior. Absolutely, look at you. The business end of the season now, and I suppose when the player of the week is a, a senior senior championship semi finalist, and obviously listening to yourselves in the podcast, he performed very well. Um, it, it stands out, and I suppose he's a, a very worthy winner, as if all the other winners wasn't. Any man that scores one six in a semi final, whether it's junior or any any grade, is is, is serious going as well. And I suppose the whole full forward line scored one six, so. I, I think uh, there was one point of a difference from place. So, mm. but look, it, it is where it is at the minute, and um, everyone now is looking towards the final, looking gearing, gearing towards the final as well. And just listening to the two guys off air as well, there's not much being given away by either man, which you'd expect. But um, I think it's gearing up rightly. I know what Rathout have going well from last year as well, and it's great to see Kells in the in the semi final. And then you got maybe two teams that you wouldn't have expected in the in the junior junior championship semi final or junior championship final. Mm. So it, it is good um, to see things going around as well. The intermediates, I know probably maybe we won't side at the, the Trim game, but mm. Trim has been the, the team probably to beat all, all year, but Ballinabracchi is always a tough physical team. So it's all it's look, it's all in the day. Rado probably knows that from last year more so than anything else, but you know it's, it's 60, 60 minutes away from football. And it's great to be at this stage after all we went through right throughout the whole year as well you mentioned Brendan with the 1-6 a penalty in that tally it just shows the importance of I suppose penalty takers when you have them on the field yeah look at there's, there's a few dodgy lads going around taking penalties and even missing the rebounds as well on the on, on the follow up after that but sure Mickey Mickey is trying his best and that's all we can say about it well anyway. Brendan's going to give him a few lessons I think in the next few weeks Brendan we'll go across to yourself um, as Stephen says a three way tie with yourself Lynchy and Matamo was actually the full forward line on our team of the week um, but by virtue of a point from play extra I think you've, you've nicked it off the lads yeah look any three of the candidates could have got it they're all brilliant footballers uh, look I'm very happy with the award Um yeah, just just happy with the award, happy with the performance. And look, I'm only one cog in the wheel, I suppose. It's the it's the lads outside the pitch that are providing the the balls in that are are, are helping me get the the opportunities to score. And I'm just just really delighted with the win. So so. Um, your brother Kev actually could have had a say in it as well because if you remember back to the first half, the long ball that came in, he flicked it goalwards and it hit the post. I think it might have got a save or that. Had that gone in, he would have ended up on nine points as well. I think he would have finished with two three. So he might have even uh, nicked it off you actually because he would have had more from play maybe. So I'm not yeah. sure if you remember that one. <laughs> yeah, I sure look. Kevin has got enough awards anyway down through the year, so <laughs> give me this one, Kevin. <laughs> Absolutely. I suppose looking at we we talked to you already, and little did we know we'd be back here a few days later. But uh, upon reflection, you know it's it's yourselves and the Vincent's now in the final. You know it's going to be Sunday morning and Sunday week. It's it's an early start as well, quarter to twelve, early start yeah, for final. Yeah, I've seen that now. And look, we're we're not going to expect anything less from a tough game against Vincent's. And 
you look at it on semi-final uh, stages there and we came in kind of we've come in kind of comfortably into the final now and Vincent's are coming in with a tough game and that'll stand to them and look if you, if you are a match if you're a bookmaker now you'd probably put Vincent's in front because of their tough semi-final but uh, hopefully we'll have a, a say in it hopefully we'll uh, if we can perform perform to a high standard hopefully we'll be there thereabouts mm, and a hurling semi-final this weekend as well to, to look forward to and concentrate on I suppose yeah we're playing trim now in the hurling this week so we'll be setting our eyes to that now and another tough contest against trim and we played them over the years and it's it's always been nip and tuck so we're looking forward to that game as well and hopefully as well hopefully we can come up come out on the right side as well Super stuff, Brendan. We wish you well. Jack, uh, we'll go over to yourself, our, our PRC Player of the Week. Um, not sure if you had any idea the award was coming, but we, we gave you man of the match from the from the game, and I suppose it was only natural then that you were in the shake-up for the award, so congratulations. Yeah, cheers. Uh, not really thinking about man the match after the game, but uh, it's good to get a, a good performance in. We kind of started slow the last few games, mm. but... Uh, Penalty killed us before half time, but we were in we were within a point at half time. Whereas the last few games we've been chasing games in the second half, but uh, we pushed we pushed on in the second half and we had good subs coming in. Uh, people like Keith McCabe coming into midfield at half time. Yeah. He's uh, he's standout uh, midfielder last year, so having him coming off the bench has pushed us on. We, we spoke about your role on the podcast as well. It's an unusual one because obviously you line out at full forward, but you're kind of all over the place. You're out the field and that as well. We've yeah. seen you playing that role with the Mead under twenties too. It, it really suits you. Yeah, I wear number 15, but uh, I've been playing more kind of half forward and come in or in around the midfield then for the kickets and trying to be an option then for for uh, for Duffy's kickets. Whereas mm. I work today, I don't know if I'll get as much space the next day. He managed to pick yeah. you out four or five times in that second yeah. half over by the sideline. In fairness, he's around a long time, but he's still yeah. a class act. Oh yeah, Duffy Duffy's good for picking out for picking out kickets. Um, I, there's a lot of space. There's a lot of space on that wing. Um, I don't know. I wasn't too tightly marked. I'd say Kells have <laughs> Kells have a good look at that. You, you probably had a look at Kells yourself over the weekend. Uh, Obviously, they're they're a savage team. But I suppose your thoughts on on the final now in a week's time. Uh, I was watching their game the other day. They they kind of looked looked a bit slow in the first half, but the second half as well they they pushed on. And sure, they they just, um, they had scored Nafina by a load in the second half mm-hmm. there. So. Strong second half team as well, and uh, looking forward to it now. But that'd be a good, be a good challenge. Yeah, and I suppose these are a young team in essence too. There's a couple of the more experienced players like like Duffy and Co. Yeah. But the guyses are bringing on as well. The likes of Connell Hearn, the Wallaces are obviously back yeah. in the setup now. It just must be brilliant, and the competition for places in training. Oh uh, yeah, it's good having the, the two Wallaces and stuff back the last few weeks. The competition and the. The intensity in training has gone up a lot, and uh, Kevin Connell coming in off the bench as well. He's been carrying a few injuries the last few weeks, but he's, he looks to be back fit now. Come on, and got a point the other day, so it's mm. good, to have, good to have him coming in off the bench. And three points for yourself. You're you're still yeah. kicking them over as well as working yeah. hard out the field. Yeah, it's, it wasn't too much on the scoreboard last uh, the other three games, so it's good to good to get a few few points in play. Well, congratulations on the result, the award, and and we wish you well next yeah. week as well, Jack. Cheers, thanks for it. So that was Davey Rispin talking to Jack Flynn and Brendan McKeown, and of course, Davey, both of them lads are preparing for their respective finals. Brendan McKeown for the junior final and Jack Flynn for the senior final. Yeah, and you know, the two guys are absolutely brilliant. Um, and I'm sure they're going to have huge responsibilities and influences in the respective finals next weekend too. Um, Jack obviously wasn't involved. He's not a dual player, so he was only involved in the football. Brendan was playing for Kildalki at a wing half back over the weekend so he'll be one of those players hoping to make amends for that next weekend when Bliver 
take on St. Vincent's in the junior final. But uh, two excellent displays and, and we look forward to doing the final team of the week and, and top scorer and player of the week in association with Proactive Risk Control next week, Mickey. So very much looking forward to that. Yeah, that's going to be a cracker. So it is when we've got the three finals on the weekend. We'll also have all those uh, other fixtures that are down the relegation, St. Pat's and Castletown, of course, and then Nobber and Dunshockland. That one on Sunday in, in Park Tolchin. And you do have also the junior final, the intermediate final, and the Sunday final next, the, the senior final next Sunday um, uh, between Kells and Rakot. We will be previewing, as we said, the Chatham Turk junior final. Uh, the Meat Potato Company Intermediate Final and the Fairy House Steel Senior Final on our Loyal Royals podcast. Uh, it's a Patreon forward slash We Are Mead. $5 a month, you will get three to five extra podcasts every week uh, about Mead football, and it's uh, well worth the $5 a month uh, when you consider if you're getting maybe 12 or 14 podcasts extra, or we'll say 15 podcasts extra a month. Uh, it works out at maybe, I don't know, about 40 cent a podcast or 30 cent a podcast. So well worth the the the, the extra $5 a month. Um, I think that's it for us, uh, Davey, for this week. Have you anything else to bring to the Builder We Are Meat podcast? No, good. Everything for me. Yeah, well, look, uh, thanks to our listeners. Watch your hands, wear a bloody mask, and remember, We Are Meat by Matters More.